0: They haven't woke up much from yesterday. Good evening. Good evening. There we go. Good to see you all tonight. Um, that first song you all sang brought back a lot of memories. Um, said it was an old song that you used to sing. Uh, and and, and Rosalinda and I, we were listening to that song, and we were singing along, but we were singing... O oh, si yo quiero andar con Cristo, o oh, si yo quiero servir a Cristo, o oh, si yo quiero vivir por Cristo, quiero serle un testigo fiel. Amen. And you know what it said because y'all just sang it. <laughs> oh, good memories. Singing those songs down in Peru, and praise the Lord, we'll start new ones up here. Praise the Lord for the song services tonight, last night. It's been great. I was bragging on y'all, and someone said, Well, that church just full of musicians. You could just call on anybody to sing, and and they could sing. And I said, I know, but would they sing? Because I've been trying to get pastor's wife to sing for quite a while. (laughs) Not yet, but I will get there. Um, it it is it is a blessing to be in God's house amen Amen. and it is a blessing that we have that we take for granted that we can uh, open the doors we have the sign up and we can invite people in and we're really not afraid of any persecution are we Uh, we we talk about how bad things are getting in our nation and our government but you know what it's not that bad is it It's not that bad because we can still meet, and we have the freedom to do so. Let me tell you something. We take that for granted. A lot of times, we don't show up. We're not here when we could be. Let me tell you, until you have that taken away from you, you don't really know what you have. Uh, I was just thinking about that when we were in Peru, and they put us under martial law, and... One of the uh, laws that we were under was that nobody could leave their house on Sunday. Not one person could leave their house. The only reason you could leave your house is if you were having an emergency and had to go to the hospital. We don't really know what that looks like, do we? Oh, the things we take for granted. How the Lord works in our life and how we take that for granted. You know, um, I praise the Lord that uh, I was raised in uh, church services. I praise the Lord that uh, probably about a week old, I was in my first church service down in a little place called Camden, Tennessee. And I know I, when I talk, I don't sound like I'm from Tennessee because uh, my parents did a very foolish thing. They moved us up to Michigan. <laughs> who in their right mind moves to Michigan I uh but they did <laughs> they moved up there and and I praise the lord that I was raised in a good church with a good pastor didn't really realize how good I had it until the older I got now uh yes even the lord works in Michigan I know it's hard to believe I told someone that there was a church calling me up to Michigan and wondering if I would consider taking a pastorate up there. And I said, no. And, uh, and someone asked me, I said, well, how, I mean, why not? Why would you turn it down so fast? And I said, well, the way I see it, the Lord doesn't call anyone north of Kentucky. He just punishes them there. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> if you're from Ohio, I'm sorry. <laughs> But we do take for granted what we have and how the Lord works. And and I praise the Lord how he worked in my life. And um, I don't have one of those uh, crazy, impactful testimonies that I can't say that I was a drunk living on the street, high on drugs before the Lord saved me. But you know what? I was just as guilty as that sinner. But praise the Lord, he chose me. Praise the Lord, he saved me. Praise the Lord, He changed me and He made me a new creature. Amen? Amen. I'll tell you something, um, when I look at people today that say that they have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and they haven't changed, I just kind of wonder. Because the Word of God says that all those old things are past and behold, we are become new. He makes us different. And, and uh, what I see in the scriptures is that um, if we're not different, it's because we haven't been changed. If we haven't been changed, it's because we haven't been saved by God's grace. Right. Now, we can have the right answers, and let me tell you, it's a good thing to be raised in a church. <clears throat> but you know, the, the, the worst thing about it is we learn the right things to say, we know we learn the right things to do, and we can fool anyone. Yes, we can even fool ourselves. But when God comes into our life, when He saves us, when He gives us that, that free gift uh, we read about in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, when He says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and not of yourselves, right? Not of works, lest any man should boast. He says, but he says it is the gift of God. For by grace are you saved through faith. Right? What's the gift that he gives us? It's the faith. Amen. Because without faith, we don't have salvation. Right. We, we get that gift, and when we receive that gift of faith, and it's, uh, he, he brings us, he makes us alive, he gives us that faith, and then we put it, our faith in Jesus Christ, something happens. We are different. Uh, I remember at eight years old, and uh, the Lord saved me in uh, a little church called the 12 Ryan Baptist Church in Warren, Michigan. I remember it was on a Wednesday night. I was sitting in the in the back pew, and, and I knew that I was a sinner on my way to hell. But the Lord gave me faith, Amen. and He saved my soul that night. Amen. I remember the next day going to school, and I went to public school. Yep, I'm one of those kids. And I remember telling others about Christ. I was so excited. It didn't work out too well. Got made fun of. But you know what? I didn't care. Amen. Oh, I wish that was my testimony throughout my entire life. Oh, I wish that the lord just continued to work in my life and i could just tell you great stories of how i was the greatest testimony for him that that wouldn't be the truth let me tell you something we all seem to have that fire like jeremiah did burning in our bones and then something happens things change But it is not He who changes, it is us. So tonight I want to talk about something special that happens when He saves us. I want you to take your Bibles and turn over to John chapter 7. John chapter 7. We're just going to concentrate on three very short verses. John chapter 7. In verse 37, the Word of God says, In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, So we know who's speaking here. It's the, our Lord Jesus Christ. He says here in verse 37, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living Water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. You see, tonight I want us to to focus on rivers of living. Water, rivers of living water. Uh, Tonight, I want us to see, first of all, that there is a subject involved. And when I mean subject, I mean the person that is involved. We look here at the very first part of verse 37. The Word of God says, In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. And what did he say? He said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. If any man thirsts, he's talking about somebody. Somebody that he has already begun a work in. Let me tell you something. Uh, today there are many preachers that will say uh, that we all thirst after God. That is not true. No, no man will come unto God unless the Spirit draws him. And let me tell you something. But when he does, you know it. And when, you, when he starts that work inside of you, guess what happens? You... Get thirsty. Have you ever been thirsty? Oh, let me tell you. Uh, Physically, I've been thirsty. There have been days that I have been so thirsty. I thought, man, I I could just drink and drink and never stop drinking. You know what? When the Lord starts a work in us, we get thirsty. (laughs) Uh, I was was 14 years old when I started working um, in construction. I was working on the roofs. I was doing roofing. Um, some people say roofing. I don't know, but I say roofing. And uh, I remember working on the roof. And uh, up in Detroit, it would get hot. We'd go to downtown Detroit and we'd be working on these old houses, had no insulation. All the heat would escape uh, up through the roof. And, and I had the greatest privilege of doing the tear off. Anyone ever have to do a tear off? They're terrible. And at 14 with a shingle leader, that, that was not my funnest days. Right? But I remember working construction And I remember that I could not get Enough liquids in my body The uh, boss would say Hey, I bought you some Gatorade Great, that's awesome We drink that, what's next? You got water, you got more We need something We're thirsty When the Lord starts to do a work In somebody's life He or she gets thirsty Amen. And you know what? That thirst is, cannot be quenched until it finds the right kind of water. You see, the subject is that very person that is thirsty. You know what I find today, especially amongst us Baptists, is we don't believe that anyone is thirsty anymore. Because when we see someone that is thirsty, what is our reaction? We take them water. The other day I, I had the Amazon driver show up at our doorstep. Can you use Amazon up here? Do they make it all the way up here? Yeah. <laughs> We're not too far away. And, and I asked the driver, I said, do you need some water? He said, yeah, I'd like to have some water. So I, so I gave him some water. Our natural reaction for somebody that is thirsty is we give them what they need to drink. And if it is us that is thirsty, what do we do? We run to where there is water. You see, uh, today we, we as Baptists have gotten a little bit lazy. And we don't believe that there are thirsting men and women, boys and girls out in this world anymore. Because if we believed it, we'd be taking water, wouldn't we? If we truly believed that there were those that the Lord was awakening and they were thirsting, would we not take them the gospel? Oh, I believe we would. You know what the funny thing is, is? The Lord said that His fields were white on the harvest. What was He saying? There would be many that would be saved. But what did he say? The laborers are few. You know what we believe today? And I can tell you we believe this by our actions. We believe that there is hardly any harvest to be worked. And so we don't do it. You know what we do? We, we tend uh, to, to let the pastor find those that are thirsty. I had a church call me and they, they said, uh, you know, we want you to come up and, 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 and possibly be our pastor. Would you come up and preach? And uh, I, I hesitated and I said, oh, I'll go up, but I'm not promising anything. And so the men took me down in a room in, in the dungeon and, and they questioned me. <laughs> that was okay. And one man after, they, they had gotten done questioning me. They said, oh, brother, if, if you would come and pastor, we, we'd love to have a youth program, and we'd love to have this, and we'd love to do that. Yeah. And, and it was as, as if the Lord just said, don't go there. You say, why, Brother Todd? Well, let me tell you something. Because the first thing that popped in my head was, why aren't you doing it already? You see, because I knew that if I went to that place, they were waiting for the pastor to do it all. They believe that, hey, the the pastor, that's what he gets paid for. That's what he's supposed to do. We don't believe that people are thirsty anymore. So we see the subject, the person, the man that thirsts, but I want us to really see the source. Now, uh, when when we uh, study how a river works the first part of a river is the source, right? And, and normally we see that the source is either up on a mountaintop or it comes from a spring, right? And so the very first part of a river is the source. Where does it all begin? I want you to see here where the source is. Luke chapter seven, or John chapter 7, verse 37. He says, If any man thirst, let him come Unto me and drink. Where is the source of the river? It is in our Lord Jesus Christ. That is exactly where the source is. Oh, it's not in church service. Although His word should be preached. It is not the church service. It is not the gospel track. No, where do we find our Lord Jesus? But right here in His word. You know uh, what we believe is evangelism today? I'll tell you. You probably know this. I want to invite you to my church. That's what we think evangelism is. No, that's not evangelism. Sharing this is evangelism. I was talking to your pastor today and he said, We are sovereign grace. But we have a responsibility. You know, uh, today many believe, well, hey, God chose them. They'll get saved no matter what. Yes, that's true. But he also did say, go ye therefore. Right. Right. (laughs) And where is the source of the living water? You remember that that woman that was at the well? Oh, she was confused. He said, I'll give you water and and you'll never thirst again. What was she thinking? She she said, oh, I want that water. Where where is it? He wasn't talking about physical water. He was talking about spiritual water. And who could give that water? Only one. Our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the source. That's where the river begins. There has to be a beginning. And it begins with Him. He that has no beginning. He that is eternal. He has no beginning. He has no end. Yes, He is the source of life. He is the one that has breathed life into man. And He is the one that gives us new life. A perfect life. Maybe tonight you're here and you're thirsty. Let me tell you, the source is the Lord Jesus. He can give you that drink. I want you to see as 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 that source comes into the life of one. you know what happens? You see, a river doesn't just start as a river, it starts as a stream, and that stream begins to flow it, it becomes it, it starts to come downhill and, and it starts to affect the things around it. See the moment that we drink of that living water that stream begins to flow inside of us. It it, it starts to affect us from head down to toe. And we become a new creature. We see the stream of that water. He says in verse 38, He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Oh, I, I, I loved, uh, I, was, I was studying about rivers, and, and I love rivers. I, I, like to, um, I like to kayak, I like to canoe, I, I like to whitewater raft, I love rivers, right? And it's really neat, when, when you start to study what a river does, uh, a river provides life. Isn't that awesome? As a matter of fact, if we got rid of our rivers and they all dried up, we'd probably die, Yes, it provides life to those around it. It's really interesting. As that, that, that river flows uh, from, from the source, it has the upper course. That's where it begins to start trickling down. And it starts to gain momentum and strength. And, and then we get to the middle course. And that middle course of the river uh, it begins to do something. I always wondered where this word came from. It begins to meander, right? I always wondered what meander meant. You know, where did that come from? That's what the river does. It starts to bend and it starts to work its way around things, doesn't it? You know what's really interesting is when God begins a work in us, it starts to flow and it starts to work around Inside of us, and it starts to work around those obstacles that are in our lives, does it not? It begins to meander. uh, And and, and I thought, oh, isn't that so true? Because you know what? What can stop a river? See, a river will work either through, it will work under, or it will work around whatever it has to. Oh, yes. We can't stop a river. As a matter of fact, some rivers will actually go down under the ground, but let me tell you something, they always pop back up. When we say that we've come to that source, when we say that we've drank of that living water, it begins to do a work inside of us. Our thoughts change. Our words change. Our actions change. Our our, our love changes. But you know what? Today we live very unchanged. Oh, today we live more and more like the world. I, I remember as a teenager, I had a, a pastor and he said, he, he did something very, um, very minute and, and maybe insignificant to some, but it, it really touched my heart. He said, you know, we have God that stands right here. He says, and here we are, the Christians, we are this far from God. And we have the world, they're over here. And we keep this much space from us in the world, right? We're not like the world, we want to be more like God. But you know what happens? The world moves this much farther away from God, and we just keep that same distance from the world, but look how far away we are from God now. Oh, when, when that source of life comes into us, that living water, it begins to work its way through us. It erodes at that stony heart and that stubbornness. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I sometimes deal with stubbornness, right? Mostly in my wife and kids, but no... <laughs> Sometimes we're stubborn, aren't we? And we don't like anyone to tell us what to do. We don't like to hear that we are wrong. Oh, as a matter of fact, when the preacher starts preaching and he hits on something that we're guilty of, we think that he's aiming right at us. Oh, he's preaching at me. He knows what's going on in my life. And half time he wouldn't even know Yes, guest preacher comes in, he preaches, and someone will say, well, I bet the pastor told him about this. <laughs> well, we haven't had that talk yet, have we? As that river of living water flows through us, it begins to change us. It begins to erode at that old man. It, ta- it takes away the obstacles in our life so that we could give glory to God with our lives. Oh, sometimes it has to meander. Sometimes it has to bend. But it will work its way through our lives. And we will be different. We will be changed. As that river flows, it it comes down to the lower course. Right? This is the the next stage of a river. and, And it kind of flattens out. It kind of slows down a little bit. But it still has a great effect. You see, what happens is that river begins to spread out and it begins to affect more and more area. When we receive the Lord as our Savior at first, we're so excited, we're fired up, and we can't affect anyone else's lives because the Lord is just changing us. But as time goes on, He begins to change us so that we would affect the lives of others. You ever been able to share the gospel truly share the gospel with somebody and see a soul saved mm. Mm. I remember someone saying if just one soul would be saved it'd be worth it all oh if I could just share the gospel with somebody that the Lord would save it'd be worth it all yeah. you know what nothing better than being able to share the gospel Jeez, and see their life changed. As you know, we're starting a new work and, and, and someone, um, not really thinking about what they were saying, they said, oh, Brother Todd, you, you had a few today, it'll get better. I said, it's better already. Amen. If it's just one life that is changed, it's better already. Amen. But you don't have to be the called missionary or pastor or evangelist to affect the lives of others. When he said, Go ye therefore, he was speaking to his church Amen. and he said, You go affect the lives of others. He said, hey, the work is not done. I'm leaving a work for you to do. I started it. You finish it. And as that stream of, of living water becomes a river, and as it flows down, it begins to affect the lives of others. Let me tell you something, Christian. If you're not affecting the lives of others, you better make sure you drink of that living water. But I love this about a river. Where does a river end up? The very last stage of a river is the mouth. The mouth of the river pours out into the ocean. You know what's really neat about that? Is that ocean is connected to another ocean. That's connected to another ocean. And that affects the entire world right you see we have the subject and that's the one that thirsts we have the source who is Jesus we have that stream and that river that flows inside of us but i want you to see one other thing and that is the spirit John 7, 39, But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, but that Jesus was not yet glorified. What was he saying? The moment that we received the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, he gave us the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that spirit ought to be doing a work in us. Let me tell you something. If he's there, he's working. And if he's not working, he's not there. Because we don't serve a lazy God. We don't serve a lying God. We serve a God of promises and a God that fulfills every one of his promises. You see, he said that he would seal us with that Holy Spirit. I was just explaining this to our... Uh, our Spanish people and, and I said you know um, it's real interesting the analogy of sealing I'm sure your, your pastor shared this with you but uh, when a king would send out a letter he would um, close that letter and he would seal it with wax but it wasn't just with wax he would then take his ring that had the royal emblem and then he would push that down into the wax And he would seal it so that all would know whoever handled that letter, it came from the king. Well, we've been sealed, but not with a ring and wax. We've been sealed with that spirit. And that spirit runs through us. Not so that we would just have life. Not so that we would just be excited. Not so that we would just praise. But that we would begin to affect the lives of others. Yes, brothers and sisters, affect the lives of people throughout the world. You know where our vision lies sometimes? I believe that our vision sometimes only lies up at the source. I got Jesus. That's all that matters. And sometimes, yes, sometimes, we think our our vision just kind of sits there at that middle course where we'll affect hopefully the lives of our immediate family. Oh, but I would encourage you to know that the source, yes, is the most important, but that is not where the process ends. It is to get down to the mouth so that we might affect the lives of others around the world. What is your vision for Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church? Is it just to affect the people down this road on this side of the holler? Or is it that the waters of the living waters would flow through you to affect the lives of others? Word of God says that we are to redeem the time. Because the days are evil. This could be our last day. This could be our last week. This could be our last month. If you've come to the source, if you've drank of that living water, is it noticeable that that river of living water runs through you? If it's not, go back to the source. You say, I know, I know I've received the Lord as my Savior. That water's running through you. One thing I was watching, uh, I, I, I really got interested in studying these rivers, was, you know what man likes to build? He likes to build dams. He likes to stop that water from running. Oh, don't we do that so often. We don't want the river to run its course. We don't want that river to meander through. And we don't want that river to erode the rock that's around our heart. So we build up a dam. Brothers and sisters, it's time we tear those dams down. Amen. Amen. We let that water flow through us and we start reaching the people around us and throughout this world. Living water. It's what Jesus gave to the woman at the well. <clears throat> living water. It's what will set us free. Amen. Do you have that living water? Is it flowing so that others might be affected? Pastor.